going through uh, chemotherapy and radiotherapy, my partner Leanne um, being diagnosed with breast cancer, we really doubled down on focusing on like the energy givers in life and really restricting ourselves away from the energy takers. And what I mean by that is sometimes in today's world, we get, you get distracted by, you know, social media and the quick fixes and the dopamine hits that we have available to us. And I think when something like cancer comes into your life, you have to take a step back and your world gets really small. And the, the only control that you really have is the energy you put into certain things and the time you put into looking after yourself, both physically and mentally. Well, Ben Aldis, we are so excited to have you on the show. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me on. For everyone who isn't watching or who doesn't know, I'm here with Ben Aldis. He was one of the first Peloton UK instructors. He teaches cycling and strength. I think that's it for now, right? A little bit stretching, but yeah, other than that, I, I, I would teach it all if I could, but they, they don't let me. <laughs> People would love that. So maybe we'll just say for now you teach those. That's, that's and bad. he is a newly minted author. His book, Raise the Bar, just came out in August of 2023, right? Yeah, so that was in the UK. Actually just dropped in the US and Canada um, on the 14th of November. So yeah. Oh, so uh, that just dropped super recently. Super recently. I mean, the hard hardback. So like the audio, audio dropped like... Um, couple of months ago but it's all complicated in the publishing world but yeah the hardback copy is is now available in the u.s and uh canada so oh well u.s and canada we have just recently gotten lucky that we can purchase his new book um i am personally a huge fan of yours a huge fan of your classes so i'm really hyped about this interview excited to hear your advice but our first question is always, I just gave a little background, but when you're at a party and people ask you what you do, what do you tell them? It's funny. I normally gauge the room and see if someone would know what a Peloton instructor is. That's um, probably smart. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because sometimes if you say Peloton instructor, they go, oh, yeah, that makes sense. And other times they're like, what? <laughs> so if I feel like they know what a Peloton instructor is. I will, I will start by saying I'm a Peloton, Peloton instructor. I'm a nutrition and high performance coach and uh an author but yeah if they if they don't know peloton i feel like there's someone who doesn't um it's not that as much into fitness and wellness i normally just say i'm like a, a you know a fitness and wellness coach um that helps my aim is to help lots of people um be fitter happier healthier well so, yeah. that you do indeed you've also had a very interesting journey to peloton that i actually didn't really know before prepping for this interview so do you want to share a little bit about what led you to your current career yeah so previously before i joined peloton i was coaching uh classes and clients but i actually worked full-time in private equity like in finance and so when i was young i was like a high-level sportsman i played lots of different sports growing up and I had this goal to be a professional sportsman that never really worked out. Um, probably just because reality is probably wasn't good enough, but I think I still was part of the very high level sport environment, which, um, which I loved and was a massive passion of mine. But my second love was business finance. 
And so I actually moved into doing economics university, then managed to a long, a long process of like applying to for 15,000 jobs, managed to get a job in private equity. Um, and I just found myself in this world of finance, which was amazing. But if anyone's worked in finance or knows anyone who works in finance, it's incredibly intense. Um, it's quite ruthless. So after three years, I hit a bit of a burnout point where I wasn't, uh, didn't go to the gym, wasn't eating well, was working too many hours, uh, losing relationships, both friends and, and sort of romantic relationships. And it just, I'd had enough of, of this industry. And I sort of essentially handed my notice into my boss and he said, please, we don't want to lose you. So he transitioned me to another team. Uh, which was a fundraising team as opposed to investment team, which gave me more time um, away from the office. And I started to put that time into my wellness. I started to go all the, all to all these different classes in London and mixing with different people. And very quickly, I became obsessed with like fitness in London and became friendly with lots of people within the industry. And one time I was in, within a class and the boss of one of these gyms asked me, like, would you ever want to teach a class? And I said, ah, I've got a full-time <laughs> job in finance. Like, what? That doesn't really make sense. But she was like, please, just give it a go. And then I was like, okay, sure, I'll give it a go. So turned up, did my qualif- uh, final qualifications to get, like, what I needed to teach this class. First class, I turned up and packed out class, super excited. The last person that walks into the room is Piers Morgan. And my face just drops. I'm just like, as if. Gosh. <laughs> This morning walks into your first ever class. Anyway, it went well. First class was great. Um, even Piz mildly enjoyed it, I think, which is obviously a positive thing. And then one class a week turned into three, turned into five. I was like teaching before work and then do, I was doing two classes before work and then bouncing to my job in finance. Anyway, long story short, um, I was living a bit of a double life at this point, trying to do my fitness life and my finance life. And both careers were going in a good good um, route and it was at a point where I was starting to burn out again and I wanted to make a change I was looking to lots of different um, lots of different options whether it was to join like a health and wellness business or something similar and I was like talking to loads of people trying to understand what my life would be in that space and then Cody Rigsby drops into one of my classes in London and pulls me after the class and was like I've got this opportunity for you for those that don't know, Cody's an instructor at Peloton who was on a scouting mission at the time. And he offered me the job at Peloton. And Peloton wasn't a name at all in the UK at the time. To be honest, I didn't really understand the concept to begin with. And I wasn't sure about it. And I was like, to be honest, Cody, you seem like a nice guy, but like, I have a job in finance. Like, I'm probably not your person. He, he convinced me over this coffee that we had. And then I went to... Um, New York auditioned over like a six month period and yeah, managed somehow managed to bag, bag the job. And then that was five years ago. And, um, I'm still there today. I just love the story. I think it's such a beautiful, that could like be this movie of just a complete career shift. And I love it because I was listening to one of the other podcast interviews you did. And one of the parts I loved is that you were talking about, which I feel like a lot of people can relate to. You were talking about how your goals kind of with your career became like, I just want to like make money. Like, I just want to have a job that like sounds good to people and I want to make a good living. And 
then you kind of took this chance starting with Peloton with no guarantee that that was even going to happen. How did you kind of reconcile that in your mind? So I think what's interesting when I made this decision, it wasn't just like an overnight rash decision. Like I think in my head I'd made, um, I spent a lot of time like speaking to people within the industry, figuring out what that day-to-day may look like. Um, I tried to speak to people who worked with Peloton at the time to understand what the day-to-day life was. I was figuring out like the career path. Like it took quite a while for me to feel comfortable with it. And I remember my dad saying to me like, he wasn't that sure. I sat down with him yeah. and he was like, uh, like obviously we've put a lot of time and energy into you. Like <laughs> do you really want to do this? Like, and I, I was like, yeah, dad, like this is what I love. And like, this is such a big opportunity. And I think he wasn't so sure until I um, was diagnosed with, with skin cancer. I think going through that process changed my whole pers- perspective on life, on following my dreams and passions and doing something that was really, really, um, that I could make an impact. And it also changed his perspective on telling me what to do. <laughs> so he was very much like, go and do what you what you love. Um, and so that it all just seemed to happen at the right time. And it was, you know, I feel so lucky for that. That's also a great segue. I mean, you've been through quite a lot of big health situations in your life. And with, um, I think a lot of people are aware of what Leanne's been going through as she was diagnosed with breast cancer. And so throughout all of these hardships, throughout all these life lessons, what's the best advice that you've ever gotten to date? What's one of the most interesting ones for me is is not, like I'm quite bad at thinking too far in, in the future. So I'm always planning for like five years time, 10 years time, which I think is really important. I think you should always make sure you're looking after your body and your mind for the future. However, not at the expense of the now. Um, it's, it's something that is, um, you know, I've struggled with across, across the years, but I think that it's so important to celebrate what you're doing right now, celebrate the journey, celebrate the process. Um, so I think the best bit of advice I've been given is, is to focus on the present, but also don't fear the like failures of the now. Um, because really there's no such thing as failure in life. You know, every opportunity, every experience could be the, the stepping stone that you might need to be doing a job in five years' time that may not even exist. Um, yeah. And I think my journey and my story is a good example of that, where in my book I write about how how I really got to Peloton in the sense of, like, when I was really young, I used to go to, like, singing list lessons and dance classes because my mum used to force me to go with my sisters. And... I think to most Peloton members, that would be like a shock because that's not my brand and not who I am really. But that alongside my love of like music, and I used to run club nights at university and then lots of different other opportunities and experiences that I just threw myself into throughout my life gave me the tools that set me up to be ready for the Peloton role when it came up. Um, and, you know, we, like I said, we could be doing a job in five, 10 years time that doesn't even exist right now. And so I think it's important yeah. to never stop learning, never worry about failing because every opportunity is going to be going to be a learning experience. Well, I think anyone with the wisdom of age and time can tell you that like they have no idea. They had no idea at the time that everything they were doing was leading them to something larger. And I think sometimes it just takes a while for us to see that. But 
that's so interesting that you did dancing and singing and all these things that actually do help you. Because now in a lot of ways, you're like a performer in some ways, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think it has given me the confidence <laughs> to throw myself into what Peloton is, you know? Um, and if yeah. I hadn't done that as a young kid, maybe I wouldn't have had that confidence. Do you have a worst piece of advice that you've ever gotten? The worst one I hate is fake it till you make it. Because I don't think that's a good piece of advice. Like, I think it's actually really <laughs> a mad thing to say. You know, I just think like, I think the most, the worst thing you can do is fake it because... I think that the, the twist on that is that it's okay to go into things not knowing things, but instead of faking it, you should be open, be honest, and figure things things out and learn. Take every opportunity to learn. Um, yeah, I don't I don't love that bit of advice, and I actually got given it quite a few times throughout my career, and I understand what people are trying to say with it, but I, I don't think it's good advice. Yeah, I feel like the idea behind it is like if you act like you are meant for the room, you'll be meant for the room. But I feel like what that really does is just make everyone put on a mask and not yeah. admit when we're really struggling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then they get themselves into a situation where they're like, I actually don't know anything what I'm supposed to be doing here. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I um going back to your personal more personal life is there a best lesson that you've learned from one of the hardest times of your life so far i think in the last year going through supporting someone going through uh chemotherapy and radiotherapy my partner leanne um being diagnosed with breast cancer we really doubled down on focusing on like the energy givers in life and really restricting ourselves away from the energy takers and what I mean by that is sometimes in today's world, we get, you get distracted by, you know, social media and the quick fixes and the dopamine hits that we have available to us. And I think when something like cancer comes into your life, you have to take a step back and your world gets really small. And the, the only control that you really have is the energy you put into certain things and the time you put into looking after yourself, both physically and mentally. And so, you know, energy givers can mean lots of different things to lots of different people. But I think that the more we can focus on that when times are hard, the better. Um, I wrote, write a lot about what's called auditing your well-being in my book. And I think the main takeaway from that part of the book is but there's lots of different things on offer to us as individuals, you know, health and wellness space is like saturated by the quick fixes or lots of different things. I think it's important to have awareness of certain things, do the research into why these things are important and how they might benefit you, but not overwhelm yourself with to try and get them done every single day um, and go on a journey of discovery to figure out what makes sense for you and at what times. Um, so that would be my, you know, the thing that I lean on is going on the journey of health and wellness and finding joy in it. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Were there any particular things that you were shocked by as you did that audit on your life and a little bit more intensely because you didn't have as much energy to give? 
were there any things where you're like, huh, I didn't think that that was actually taking away as much energy as it really is? Yeah, I think really interestingly, we went on a massive discovery of nutrition like across this period. And when we, we thought we were like healthy and, you know, we were eating certain foods and I won't go into too much detail, but when we took a deeper dive into like um, the nutrition space, our nutrition world is so complex and yeah. the supermarkets are not, it's not transparent. And so we, we went on a bit of discovery to really make sure that Leanne was um, being fueled and making sure her body was, you know, dealing with the chemotherapy and different treatments as much as possible. And it's been such an enjoyable journey, but a massive um, revelation of like, wow, okay, yeah. it's complicated. And what is being marketed to us is not transparent. And what is in these products that we think are healthy or we think are nutritious um, and not serving your gut and not serving, you know, your immune system and whatnot. So that's been something that's been really interesting to go, go through. Yeah, it is a sad shock. I mean, I feel like my husband and I have also been trying to do that more so recently and you look on the back of every food and there's like sugar and things that you would never think would have sugar or corn syrup and things that should never have corn syrup and it's like just shocking how much you have to take control over your own nutrition like yeah. you can't trust that brands are going to do it for you 100 percent. i think but that's life right i think yeah. you have to take control of of life it's like there's not a one-size-fits-all and I think my biggest bit of advice is there's nothing more important than health and as much time as you can commit to it. Cause I know that we're all incredibly busy and we have responsibilities and, you know, if we're looking after kids or have people that we're helping or jobs and stuff, but like, as soon as that gets taken away from you, all this other stuff doesn't so it suddenly doesn't seem as important anymore, you know? So yeah, as much time you can invest in it as possible, the, the best. As you have been going through this difficult, particularly difficult time in your life, were there any like quotes or mantras that you would repeat to yourself or words that kind of helped you get through some of the toughest days? I realized how important the people around me are. I think like when you go through challenging times, like I said before, your world gets incredibly small. And, yeah. you know, like I've always loved the quote of you are the average of the five people you surround yourself with. But I think that that almost also is important in a space when you, when you, you know, go through a really challenging time because it's the people that you can lean on, the people that you can um, really rely on in those moments. And so I think that that quote has changed in my mind a little bit because it used to be all about spending time with the most successful people that could, you know, give me, yeah the insight and the knowledge and all this other stuff. And um, now it's it's a little bit more about values and emotional support and so much more than is this person making loads of money, you know? So yeah. I think my five people has definitely changed and I would like to think for the better. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it takes a village to get through anything and... 
I'm, I mean, have you, has that been like the most incredible part of Peloton to you? Like you have this community of like millions of people. Every time I hop on the Peloton, it almost like brings me to tears. It's like, I'm just with all these random people and we're just all trying to get through life. And it's such a beautiful thing to be a part of. It really is. Like when I joined Peloton, I, like I said before, I didn't really understand why I was joining. I must be honest. Like yeah. I was, I was obsessed with fitness and I loved um, competing and lots of competitions. And but when I think about it, I was a bit like more individual in my efforts. And like I did work out in class environments and stuff. But when you join a community like Peloton, this what I love about it is that there's people from so many different generations. So one of the most special things that I enjoy is when people come in as a family, and you've got grand, you got like grandparents, parents, yeah. kids, and then they bring their kids. You've got like four generations in like one, and they're all like, "We love Peloton," and I think that's the difference between your standalone, you know, like boutique gym, where it's not as welcoming to everyone. Whereas Peloton, we try our best to make it super inclusive and make everyone feel welcome. And wherever you're at in your fitness journey, there's a, there's a class for you and yeah you can do it whatever time of day you want to do and whatever level you want to do and um yeah that's my main motivation you know like people ask me you know what motivates you i'm like these millions of people like turning up to look like better themselves and keep themselves fit and healthy do you have a best piece of advice you would give to all of those millions of people who I know look to you and the other instructors and to everyone who's not on Peloton yet who should get on Peloton? But do you have a best piece of advice that you would give on starting your fitness journey or maybe just making it a little bit better? Depending on where you're at in your fitness journey, I think if you're if you're new to fitness or you've sort of like not done it for a while, I think starting small is like the most important thing, like going out for a walk for 15 minutes a day is better than doing nothing. Um, I think, you know, even a brand like Peloton, we we offer lots of different things, but I think still to some people, like it's that seems like a lot to start with. So I think if you are new to it or you're coming back to it, like just start by doing something. And then very quickly, I've worked with a lot of clients across the years and often the majority of people, if you start, that's when that momentum starts to build. Um, I think the main thing for me is once you get on that, you know, flow, find something you enjoy doing, or at least you don't sort of like think, oh God, I've got to work out because that's going to really help you. But also having training specific goals and also structure has really helped a lot of the people I worked with. I think we all live incredibly busy lives and sometimes having that accountability partner or having a diary entry of like, I'm going to work out at that time and for this long really, really helps. Um, so they're my main goals or my main bits of advice. I'd also say don't just rely on fitness to get you to where you want to be, um, wherever that wherever that is from a feel good perspective, from a you know from a fitness and performance perspective, or how, you know how you feel about yourself. I think nutrition, mental health. Um, and also rest play a massive part in the overall wellness like journey. Yeah. So use fitness for what it's be there to be used for, but don't just rely on it. Yeah. Do you have one thing that you feel like helped you personally like level up in your fitness that took you to like a new level that you didn't anticipate? I think it's community. Like 
when I started working around out around other people, I was like, I'm quite competitive as an individual, but it was more than that. It was like seeing other people commit to their health and wellness and seeing how that impacted their outside lives and comparing them to people that I was working with who didn't look after themselves and their relationships, their friends and family. And, um, that was my, that was why I fell in love with the fitness industry so much because I met people from all walks of life and different industries doing some really interesting things. But every morning we turn up and we do this class together and it was like, this is so great. Um, yeah. So yeah, community was a big, big part of me. And obviously that's why being a part of Peloton is, is so great. Yeah. And I feel like there's no better way to keep you consistent than having that community. Cause like, I mean, you mentioned it, you're reliant on, or you feel like you have some responsibility to other people. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I've only ever been late for a fitness class as a coach. Like, and when I say late, I was like two minutes late, like <laughs> once. And this was when I, I slept in like oh, years and years ago, but at Peloton, that's not happening. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> You're not sleeping in for a class of Peloton. I don't know whether it's like switching your brain. It's just like a different level or whatever it is, but you'd never let them, let them down, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I completely agree. Okay. Last question. Let's go back to your book that just came out that we can all purchase and read about. You give like tips on handling setbacks and life changes and loads of other good things. I'm sure what is your favorite, do you have a favorite chapter or a favorite story from that book that kind of encapsulates, like if someone were to read one chapter or one word or one sentence? Yeah, so I, I don't have a favorite. I think the, the journey of the book gives, uh, hopefully, people this toolkit to tackle life, whatever life throws their way, they, they're ready for it. But I think something that really still continues to hit, hit home with me it, this is this concept of what I call the you experience. And when I, uh, when I started writing this, it's because of that. I was doing a, a session with a performance coach and she said to me, Ben, like, what is the Ben orders experience? And I, I was really like caught off guard by, guard by this question. And I didn't yeah. really understand it to begin with. And what she meant by it was if someone was to explain you to their friend, how would they explain you based on what you're offering to the world in terms of like your values, your um, like taking your job title and all of that out of the equation? Like hmm. how would they describe you as a person? And I think we as individuals have the power to control that by the energy that we give off. And I, I just found it so powerful because I know like, I know that people talk about me as an instructor. So I think in the Peloton world, it's a little bit more interesting to think about it, or sorry, more clear to think about it. But I think it's relevant to all of us. And I think that good energy attracts good energy. And I think if we can approach life with that idea of how I'm acting right now, how would someone, how would, how would I think of myself in, in someone else's shoes, if that makes sense? Yeah, absolutely. It's almost like you're a ride at Disneyland or something. And you're like, I'm, every time you meet someone, you're giving them an experience. And we don't necessarily think about that experience a lot, but you want it to be a positive one. Yeah. And it doesn't need to be forced. Like, I think the most important thing is just be authentic self. But at the same time, like, I think we can get caught up in just like getting in our heads about 
life and you never know who you might bump into or you never know who you might have a conversation with that could change your life so absolutely okay so that was my last question but i lied because i actually really want to hear your answer to if you have a favorite quote okay so i think my favorite quote is the one i mentioned before like you are the um you're the average of the five people we spend most time with but to change it up i like this quote which is um find a group of people who inspire you and challenge you spend a lot of time with them and your whole life will change and i think that comes back to the community aspect of it and it's actually the quote that my peloton sort of like um membership group uh have as their their tagline i love that i i feel like you are very focused on this outward community and helping other people and that's another thing when i was listening to a previous podcast you did you said like when you were focused on your finance career it was more so thinking about yourself and now you're always thinking about others and that contributes to so much purpose in your life would you say that that's also like a best piece of advice you would give someone yeah 100 percent. i think a big part of uh fulfillment in anything is spending time and celebrate with other people i think it's quite a lonely life to be like just focused on yourself and focused on like the things that we think are gonna make us successful and happy but i think there's been tons of studies around happiness as a topic and human connection fostering relationships with people and celebrating other people and community um achievements is like the top of the list you know so if if you're ever struggling my biggest bit of advice is to find a community of people that you you know can find inspiration from or that you just want to spend time with and i'm sure quickly you your your life and your habits and your being will change a beautiful way to actually end the podcast ben thank you so much for joining us Tell everyone where they can go to follow along with you and as an instructor, as an author, as a fitness coach, how can we support? So I'm mainly on Instagram, Benjamin Aldis. Um, I'm also on Facebook, ben, Benjamin Aldis dash Peloton. I also have a website, which is www.benaldis.com, which, um, you know, if you're ever looking for someone to help you with your health and fitness journey or motivational speaking or anything like that. It's all on my website. So yeah, looking forward to hearing from anyone who who wants to get in touch. Wonderful. Everyone go and follow, buy his new book, get inspired, get motivated and download the Peloton app, take his classes. I promise they are like the bright spot in my day. They will be the bright spot in your day as well. Ben, thank you so much for joining us and to everyone listening and watching Thank you for tuning in to The Shift.